Welcome to the Our Savior Speaks podcast from Our Savior Episcopal Church, located at 4227 Columbia Road in Martinez, Georgia. Through this podcast, we'll be sharing messages of hope and encouragement that can be found in the life and lessons of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We will also explore ways in which God can work through each of us to make our Lord's grace and love a reality for all of humanity. Hello and welcome. My name is Al Crumpton. I'm the rector of Our Savior Episcopal Church in Martinez, Georgia, and this is our very first podcast. And so we're excited to have you join us as we begin this new area of ministry for our parish. And so the podcast for today is actually the sermon that I delivered on Sunday, September the 3rd, and it focuses on uh, Matthew chapter 16, verses 21 to 28, Romans chapter 12, verses 9 through 21, and the book of Exodus chapter 3, verses 1 through 15. And a common theme through the sermon that you will hear in just a moment is the ways in which God can kind of show up in our lives at inconvenient times and in ways that where we're not fully in control. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. So as you listen to this, I pray that you will keep that in mind and maybe look at ways in your own life that God might be showing up and, and showing you ways to follow or maybe act or, or or whatever God may be calling you to do. But But most importantly, to have a new awareness of God's presence with you. The reading is from the book of Exodus. Moses was keeping the flock of his father-in-law Jethro, the priest of Midian. He led his flock beyond the wilderness and came to Horeb, the mountain of God. There the angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire out of a bush. He looked, and the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed. Then Moses said, I must turn aside and look at this great sight and see why the bush is not burned up. When the Lord saw that he had turned aside to see, God called to him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and he said, here I am. Then he said, come no closer, remove the sandals from your feet, for the place on which you are standing is holy ground. He said further, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses hid his face, for he was afraid to look at God. Then the Lord said, I have observed the misery of my people who are in Egypt. I have heard their cry on account of their taskmasters. Indeed, I know their sufferings, and I have come down to deliver them from the Egyptians and to bring them up out of that land to a good and broad land, a land flowing with milk and honey to the country of the Canaanites, the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, and the Jebusites. The cry of the Israelites has now come to me. I have also seen how the Egyptians oppress them. So come, I will send you to Pharaoh to bring my people, the Israelites, out of Egypt. But Moses said to God, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt? He said, I will be with you, and this shall be a sign for you that it is I who sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God on this mountain. But Moses said to God, if I come to the Israelites and say to them, the God of your ancestors has sent me to you, and they ask me, what is his name? What shall I say to them? 
God said to Moses, I am who I am. He said further, thus you shall say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. God also said to Moses, thus you shall say to the Israelites, the Lord, the God of your ancestors, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob has sent me to you. This is my name forever, and this my title for all generations. The word of the Lord. The second reading is a reading from Romans. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another in showing honor, do not lag in seal, be ardent in spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in hope, be patient in suffering, persevere in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, Extend hospitality to strangers. Bless those who persecute you. Bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice. Weep with those who weep. Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Do not claim to be wiser than you are. Do not repay anyone evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If it is possible, so far as it depends on you, live peaceably with all. Beloved, never avenge yourselves, but leave room for the wrath of God. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says the Lord. No, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. For by doing this, you will heap burning coals on their heads. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. The word of the Lord. gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Matthew glory to you Lord Christ Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed and on the third day be raised and Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him saying God forbid it Lord this must never happen to you but he turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, if any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? For what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. 
Truly I tell you, there are some standing here In his kingdom. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. So, here are a few things for us to ponder about our spiritual lives and how we might sometimes assume that our connection to God is predictable or within our control. As Christians, we have activities that are within our control, like what you're doing right now, like coming to church or those who are joining us on our live stream to be together here on Sundays and, of course, our service that we have on Wednesdays. We can read our Bibles, we pray, we sing hymns, or, or we choose to participate in things like feeding those who are hungry making items to comfort others, such as prayer shawls or prayer beads, or helping out with events like fundraising activities, uh, the parish barbecue, which we had just yesterday, the holiday craft markets, International Food Fest, or the beloved Mardi Gras of our Savior. <laughs> These are all good. These are things that we can kind of schedule and plan our lives around and be a part of within the church. And choosing to participate in these and really other activities, they can be good for us because they strengthen our bonds of friendship and fellowship while offering ways for us to engage in positive endeavors as our faith is nurtured. As good and uplifting as our church-related routines may be, we also know that God's ongoing presence can and will be made known at times that are not so predictable. For example, I am pretty sure that burning bushes not being consumed by fire, these were not on Moses' agenda that day when he decided to go out and help his father Jethro by taking care of the sheep. Yes, it is possible that Moses probably saw some burning bushes in his time that may have been struck by lightning, but those eventually burned to the ground and became ash, unlike this one. So, in this account of the Old Testament lesson from Exodus, this is making us aware of something that is really out of the ordinary, that was completely unexpected or unforeseen. Moses realizes that the bush was blazing, yet it was not consumed, and we are told that when the Lord saw that Moses had turned aside to see, God called him out of the bush, Moses, Moses, and, and he said, here I am. Those are famous words we have heard many times throughout the scripture and might have even, may have even uttered them a time or two ourselves, here I am. As incredible as the scene may appear, 
We learn that Moses' excitement about noticing God's presence and hearing the voice coming out of the bush, how that, that quickly turns and it becomes worry. It becomes not really knowing what's going to happen next for what God was requesting from him. God was trying to prompt and really bring about a change in Moses to help those who were suffering in Egypt. He was being called to do something on God's behalf. And so with every, well, kind of lukewarm excuse that Moses offers, God doesn't let up. God meets each reply with a, a way, a path forward as Moses remains cautiously engaged. And so that alluring glow of the burning bush, it leads to a rather uncomfortable and uncontrollable fire of God's unexpected and transformative presence in Moses' life. Think back with me now, if you will, to last Sunday, to last Sunday's gospel passage, okay? Where we had Jesus asking his disciples what people were saying about him and then asking his disciples who do you say that I am? Now, Simon Peter, he replied with, with what I kind of thought to be as like the gold star answer, right? Where he says, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Ding, ding, ding. And the bells ring, right? Now let's move ahead. And we don't have far to go. We're moving ahead to today's gospel, which is only five verses later in this 16th chapter. And in these five short verses, this same Peter who got that gold star answer, he goes from being the rock upon which the church is to be built to becoming the one who receives one of Jesus's sharpest rebukes when our Lord says, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. When Jesus' earliest followers might be thinking that they had it, they understood the ministry to which they had literally committed their lives, we see how they can be and, and were often completely caught off guard when our Lord tries to explain how he will undergo great suffering, be killed, and on the third day be raised. This wasn't what they were expecting. Matthew shares how Peter rebukes Jesus because he was likely blindsided by this revelation because it is not what he had been hearing since birth. The outcome Peter expected from following Jesus, poof, it vanished because his prediction for the much-anticipated Messiah was not coming to fruition. It's quite possible, and I think many of us can relate to this. Peter was probably asking himself, what have I gotten myself into by following this guy? Neither Moses or Peter, as we see clearly, is not in control. Neither is in control of how or what our Lord chooses to communicate with them. And we are led to believe that each does want to engage with our Lord. They didn't like run for the hills. But we also see how they are learning that God's expectations and our own, they don't always match up. Their encounters are a reminder for all of us, really, to keep open minds and open hearts and 
discerning God's will for all of our lives, even when the path forward may seem unclear or when God moves at inconvenient times and in unexpected ways. This can lead to some very humbling experiences when we realize that God instead of us is the only one who sees the bigger and more complete picture. When thinking about this unpredictability of God, I believe that it might be helpful for us to remember when Jesus says to Peter, you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Some of being caught off guard when God moves in our lives, it just might stem from us allowing distractions to really become barriers of communication between us and our Lord. We should also be aware that setting our minds on divine things, it's not about focusing on something that's, that's going to happen in the future, not, 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 not focusing on what is to come in, in the next life that we are all looking forward to being a part of, but really it's more about being engaged, being here and now in constant communication with our Lord for a fulfilling life here and now that can make the greatest positive impact in this world. In his letter to the Romans, Paul really has some good advice for us on how we can live into this divine way of thinking that might cut down a bit on, on us being caught off guard by God. Now, let me just go ahead and throw it out there. It, we will never be fully not caught off, by, caught off guard by God, but it might help a little, okay? So let's hear what Paul has to say. He says, let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good, love one another with mutual affection, outdo one another with showing honor. I don't know about you, but that last piece, it always catches my attention. Can you imagine how different our world would be if we all tried to outdo each other in showing honor? Wow. Paul goes on to say, do not be overcome by evil but overcome evil with good. That sounds simple enough, right? <laughs> now here's a common sticking point, though, really, for all of us if we think about it. Anybody who's a member of the human race will probably have a bit of an issue with this at times. But we know that Jesus did set the standard for us to try to achieve. And with this knowledge that has been around for over 2,000 years, we should not be surprised by this message of encouragement. Now, before we get discouraged about wondering if there is any way we can be more in sync with the ways of our Lord, let's consider Paul's directive when he says, contribute to the needs of the saints, extend hospitality to strangers. Last weekend, I saw many examples of volunteers making this directive a reality, and that's just one of many times. But but last weekend, I, I really did see that at at that most recent uh, food distribution we we participated in at Christ Church in Harrisburg. Those who were there, they they I'm sure went with the expect expectation, like myself, of just being there to offer food to people in need, which is you know that's a good thing for us to do that. Now these were kind and generous efforts, but we were without I'm sure realizing it 
we were also opening ourselves to potentially unanticipated ways God could be calling us to engage. Now, for those of you who saw in my article in the Weekly Flyer this past week, you saw where I had an unplanned conversation with a gentleman who was concerned about his salvation because he believed that God's grace might not be available for someone like him. Being able to help him remove that barrier, it was not on my to-do list, but it was without a doubt on our Lord's for that moment. I went there thinking I was going to help with the feeding program, but I had no idea that my soul would be felt fed as well by helping someone find peace in their life. There's no way any of us can predict. There is no way any of us can ever control how or when our Lord will move in our lives. Like when God called the reluctant Moses to confront Pharaoh on behalf of the Israelites, or when Peter tries to change Jesus' way of thinking and was met with that corrective response. We see how each person was presented with a, a different path from what they had anticipated. Even though the outlooks were altered for these two and, and many others throughout Scripture, we, also, we are also aware that our Lord provided what was needed for them to move forward. And so, as we think about this, there's a lot here, right? But as we consider these examples and that, that did lead to outcomes that were not fully in the control of those who were called, we should also keep in mind that this is the same unpredictable God who is with them. This is the same God who also calls us to serve in ways that we may have never considered or even believed could be possible. And another thing, these are human beings. Even though we may put saints in front of their names sometimes, we're all part of that communion of saints. So we should remember we are no different from those whom God has called before us. And like them, we are also assured that God will provide even when that path forward may seem difficult, even when it might just look like it is completely impossible. So I, I believe that it is crucial for us to consider how we will respond when our Lord encourages us to step out on faith, which likely is an uncomfortable proposition when faith leads us to finally possibly reply, here I am, even when shreds of doubt or concern may linger, we should remember that our answer to God can also be an acknowledgement that we were never expected to do this alone and in our own efforts. When we include in that response of here I am and add to it with God's help. Amen.